All right, everybody, welcome to the Process 34 podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Today we have a very special guest with us. Um, he is, uh, well, first off, I'll get into what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about some fitness. We're going to talk about some nutrition. We're going to talk about uh, my guest's military background. Um, we're going to talk about dedication, discipline, self-control, and pretty much setting goals and how to attain them and pretty much just crush them, right? Sounds good. All right. Yeah. So without further ado, my guest today is Alan Brill Saratsky. Alan, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's been a, uh, we actually did this virtually, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. And uh, did a whole like amazing show with great content. <laughs> I was so happy and then I go into editing and it was like, I had to hit him up. I'm like, dude, you're going to be mad, but I can't get your your voice to sync up with your lips like to save my life. It was driving me nuts. So long story short, we decided to have an in-person podcast, which led me to the past couple weeks. Uh, my wife and I started spring cleaning, which I did a spring cleaning episode, which was going to be my next one. And uh, in that time frame, like not only were we getting rid of a bunch of stuff, but it's like we started clearing out rooms and started realizing like, hey, you know that office that we never use? Mm -hmm. Let's turn that into a studio so I can just have guests come over here so I don't have to worry about this editing thing with this virtual podcast all the time. And she was like, all right, let's do it. She painted it for me. She put together the furniture for me while I was at work. Just like could not That's be awesome. more thankful. Yeah, but yeah. it was like it all came from like you know we're kind of like just like in a funk you know it's like mm -hmm. winters on its way out seasonal depressions on its way out <laughs> let's do some spring cleaning usually when when we spring clean we immediately start feeling better mm -hmm. and then it was like like i said this time around it was like wow like we discovered something that we had in the house that i didn't think we had which was space for me to have guests over to do a podcast yeah. so yeah, it was, it was awesome it. Yeah. absolutely super super cool so um anyways so here we are today. Um, during that conversation, obviously, I saved a couple bullet points, but um, I mean, everything that I asked you and that you answered with was so good. I'm pretty much just going to do it all over again. So a um, little bit about your background. Alan has a military background. He is a fitness enthusiast, I would say, yeah. as well as a trainer now. Um, mm -hmm. Are you are you certified trainer or are you just... You just no, nothing... Uh like certification wise, right? Okay. So it's more along the lines of just a personal mentor along your journey. Okay. Um, and it's something that I've, I've considered dabbling into. Yeah. Um, getting the certifications. I think a lot of that um, is more applicable if you want to get more into franchise or commercial type stuff. Okay. And it's not a bad idea to have. Um, so I started uh, a bachelor's in exercise science for, pursued that for a little bit, took okay. a little bit of a break. Um, but most of everything that I apply is either self-taught or the coaching that I received over the time, okay. you know, during my journey. So through your own experiences yeah, experience, and everything. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So, and, um, I know you, you said too, that you've pretty much, you've had a fitness background your whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Your dad actually turned you on to it. Correct. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that's, that's what it's about, right. Is being that, that influence, um, as a parent for me, mm -hmm. like hopefully the things that I do that are healthy and, and, and good for my well-being rub off on my kids. Right. Um, and without him maybe even realizing that he did the same for me. 
Um, so he grew up, you know, around the weights. I watched him actually growing up around the weights. Okay. Um, he, he trained boxing. And before long, uh, it's probably 14, I would say ninth grade, I was, uh, I used to ride the bus mm-hmm. from school. And uh, we were joking around before that you could ride the bus, jump on any bus back then and go right. anywhere right, <laughs> right. after school. Exactly. Um, so for those that are familiar with the area, there was a Kessels over off North Leroy. Yeah. And there was a gym behind there called the Body Shop. Okay. So I used to ride the bus from the high school to Donner House, get off there, which was completely the other side of town at right. the time. Um, and walk up to the corner. And then I had a personal trainer that... That lasted for several months um, and eventually came to a close, but just a great opportunity to uh, to learn um, and experience overall. And that's what really kind of broadened my horizon to like, whoa, there's so much more than just, right. you know, the basic. And you had to have been the only person back then that was going to take a bus somewhere that you weren't supposed <laughs> to go and end up at a gym yeah. working out. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a valid point. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, though. Yeah. That's that's super cool. Um and then that that kind of um, basically you you know that that was almost like what your, your foundation so to speak or your introduction into fitness and then you graduated high school and you entered the military. Yeah, so it was uh, several years after you know I was about twenty three, um, joined the military, but I, I stayed active. You know, growing up, I was always in some sort of sport. Mm-hmm. I was always doing a little bit of weight training at the house, um, so I was no like you know, weight training and, and physical fitness was always a part of my life. Okay. And then post high school, after some time, uh, jumped into, uh, the military and that's when the, uh, the knowledge base just exploded with, with different types of ways to, you know, attack the body with fitness and, and CrossFit and just strength training, endurance training, um, group, is, group training, you know, like, just, is this what you're learning from the military? Like, uh, like what you're being taught or what you're learning from your colleagues and both. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent. So you have your, your standardized, if you will, military type training, you know, your, your physical training PT in the morning. Right. Um, and that's more group endurance training, but okay. then you end up on a deployment and you have limitations of right. equipment or space and you start getting creative. Right. So, um, and, and there's all different types of walks of life that come into the military, with different backgrounds, different passions or desires. So, you know, oh, what's this CrossFit, you know, okay. And in different, right. Different ways. So yeah, it was a great experience. Absolutely. Is that where CrossFit started? Was it like, does it have a military background or? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I'm not a hundred percent or percent sure on that, but, uh, I know that it was really popular, yeah. um, around the time when I was in Iraq. So uh, 2008, 2009, well, late 2008, I started really, um, seeing a lot of, uh, officers and, and things like that. They were really involved in that. So yeah, I was more old school, you know, right. weight training and, and traditional bodybuilding techniques. So once you, uh, did like a workout of the day for mm-hmm. time, you know, it was like, Whoa, what is this? You know, just <laughs> right. really kicked my butt. So. You guys have some tractor tires out there in, uh, the, in the desert. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> around, the, around the company area back in Garrison, absolutely. We'd be flipping tires and yeah. doing all kinds of caveman type PTs. Right. You know, that's but, cool. Yeah. Well, cool. So you, um, you have a couple things going. Um, one is just Alan Brill, the mm-hmm. brand. Um, tell us about Alan Brill. Yeah. Just, uh, trying to give back, 
mm-hmm. you know, leave positive footprints in this world, man. Just that's what it's about. Um, be a person of influence and hopefully inspire some people along the way. Right. Yeah. So the thing that I wake up and think about the most um, on a day to day basis is, is physical fitness. It's mm-hmm. what I love. It's my passion. So how do I apply that and serve others? You know, and, and that's where it led me to this right now is just I, I found a need. So I'm going to be 40 here in about four weeks. Nice. Right. And uh, and I really just pride myself for still just getting after and killing it. Yeah. And as I as I get older, I notice that there's a lot of people out there that used to be in shape or want to be in shape or just, you know, just better themselves in that way in some in some way or another. Um, but they might not know where to start or the, the, the climb might be too tough. So that's really kind of my focal point is getting people back on track, getting them back after it, really enjoying their life in their latter years and uh, inspiring the kids. So what um now like obviously i know you have a passion for fitness and i guess how did this come about this idea? like a food joy that but it was just a matter of like putting myself out there you know mm-hmm. what i mean and, and how can i show up and be of service so um along the way it's grown um and it's been rewarding mm-hmm. you know and it's something that i've kind of had to uh hone in for myself but but the seed has always been planted, I guess, as, yeah. I, as I grew up and observed my role models and, and the people in the household that were influencing influencing me. So right. I think it was a little bit of both, you know. I so. wonder, I you know, I, I have the same, I, my dad was, always, I mean, both my parents are, but my dad was always involved in some sort of uh, charity or some sort mm-hmm. of uh, way to help other people, especially children and, uh, you know, like with the old newsboys and everything. And then as I got older, I just, it just, I I don't know, like something inside me always wanted me to go down that same road Mm -hmm. and to try to help people as often as I could. You know, he was always opening doors for people and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And it was just kind of lead by example Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And, um, now I find myself doing it all the time. And I wonder if that has a lot to do with people who are passionate about service work. Is it something like they were raised with or is it just something that, you know, because I, I mean, everybody comes from different stories, different backgrounds. But that's cool to hear, though, because I, I did the exact same thing like with my mm-hmm. dad is like I just thought it was so cool. It's such a rewarding feeling. Absolutely. Um, you know, just hey, you could have the worst luck and just be in the biggest rut of your life mm-hmm. and you go do some service work and you walk out of that place or walk whatever however with your head head held high mm-hmm. with that feeling in your heart where it's like i did good i feel good and i feel inner peace an hour ago i was questioning everything about my wife <laughs> you know what i mean and it's just it's that simple yeah. getting outside of yourself and i i could not agree more man it's huge it, an easy way to uh create a smile for someone, uh, you know, to provide service, I would challenge anybody is to just go to your local grocery store, buy a simple bouquet of flowers, find a, an older lady and just give it to her. Just yeah. a random stranger in a parking lot. doesn't matter. Right. I've, I've done it a few times and it's, it's powerful. I bet. I will say though, there's been a few times where they're like, they're, they're kind of I was going to say, off. did they want to go home with <laughs> you? No, no, they're thrown <laughs> off. They don't want the flowers. No, no, no. Right. Like, Okay. Right. So, but that's, you know, at times that's kind of where we're at, unfortunately, as a society. We, yeah, exactly. So you have to accept that as well. But, you know. Yeah. You have to be careful, which is, you know, in some regards, sad. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's funny. I, I haven't never yeah. heard of anyone doing that before. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you have something else called body by Brill. So mm-hmm. that focuses more just on uh, working out nutrition, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to kind of circle back to your first question, um, so the Allen Brill is is more all encompassing because um, there's a there's a couple different things that I'm working on right now. Okay. Um, but Body by Brill is the emphasis on the actual health and fitness. Okay. Um, and the actual coaching, right, okay. and the mentorship. So that's what Body by Brill is. It's uh, the leading leading charge right now. Nice. Um, and yeah, so like I said, there's a couple other things that I'm working on with the Allen Brill, um, because Allen Brill is more than just body by Brill. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to write poetry. I love to be active. Um, I think making impacts, um, you know, kind of help guiding fathers to be better involved, present fathers, right? right? There's a difference between being present and being present. Right. Right. So those are some of the things that I try to encourage and share and Okay. And shed light too. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, when I started doing process 34, mm-hmm. um, I thought I had this just fantastic, amazing idea and it was, you know, it was special. It mm-hmm. was unique and, you know, not, nothing wrong with that. But then I, I, I sat on it for a year and I did the, uh, the journal and the workbook and, kind of just sat back and was like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Then I started this podcast and every single person I've had on almost is like not the exact same idea, but somewhat the same concept. And everybody is kind of seeking a, a balanced lifestyle mm-hmm. and how do I present that to others? And it's like, and I started talking to people about it and they're like, well, are you worried? Are you concerned? It's absolutely not. Like I could care less if I, you know, if this becomes something, because what I think is important is, you know, people like us getting together and sticking with each other and helping each other out. Because what I want to do with process 34, I can say, Hey, you know, I got so-and-so that keeps coming to me with these with these issues or whatever, you know, and they're, they're not getting better or I can't seem to help them. But Alan might be right up your alley because, Mm. you know, he specializes in this and this and this and this. So we each have our own special niches, but it's like ultimate, the ultimate goal is how can you be a better person and how can we get the best version of yourself out of you? hundred percent. You know, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's, it's wild dude, because I'm like, Oh, I, I thought I was, I thought I was unique, you know? And then it's, it's so cool because I just started randomly picking people that I've been noticing on social media and that I follow and that I'm friends with. And I wanted it to be people in the community. I didn't want to have, you know, I didn't want to like reach out to, big, you know, mm-hmm. star studded people, which, you know, I like they'd be on my show anyways, <laughs> but you know, right. I just, I just wanted to go with people that were at my level right now. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, look how many people are trying to do good things out here and trying to, you know, with all the bullshit that has happened mm-hmm. and all the bullshit that's still going on, mm-hmm. there's people still out here trying and we're not experts. We don't have degrees. Right. You know, some of us do, but a lot of us don't. Right. I'm pure experience. You're pure experience. Mm-hmm. And instead of going or continuing down the roads we were on, we flipped the script and now we're trying to help others. So it's encouraging. That's great, man. I, I, yeah. I love hearing it and I love seeing people like like you take your Alan Brill and then it's like you notice, okay, 
now I can do body by Brill and it's like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Alan Brill is the umbrella, which all these other things are going to fall under. Mm-hmm. So kudos to you, man. That's, that's, that's that. sweet, man. Yeah. Um, so with body by Brill, are you coming up with like a, a workout routine and fitness or not fitness, but meal plans and stuff like that for your, are they customers? What, what do you, what are you referring yeah, to? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I have a couple clients that, clients. uh, that, we sit down and we just have a coaching call okay. and you know, we understand the why it's over the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We'll just sit down and you know, if they're local, maybe we'll meet for lunch, you know, mm-hmm. go sit down and, and have a face to face. Right. Okay. Um, the more that I get to know about them and their habits and you know, what makes them tick and what they like and enjoy the better, the more successful they're going to be. So that's what we start with. We just kind of understand what the why is, mm-hmm. uh, what their goals are, um, what they can realistically sign up to. Okay. Right. What can I, what can I absolutely commit to? Right. Right. What am I willing to commit to? And, um, and we go from there and then we, you know, create a plan that says, this is the, this is the plan to get you from point A to point B. And here's the milestones along the way. And a lot of times that's going to involve some nutrition changes. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I don't expect anyone to go from eating whatever they want to being a monk overnight. So that's a process. Right. Um, but yeah, if you, nine times out of 10, if you are able to get someone on a schedule consistency Mm -hmm. and you work on nutrition with scaling, those are the two key ingredients. Mm -hmm. Anyone's going to see positive results. Um, so what comes with that is accountability, Mm -hmm. right? You take the thinking out of it. Um, you take all the past mistakes that I've made or other people have made and just simplify it. And then you just bake it into a plan that is achievable and sustainable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do people enjoy doing? That's, you know, what are they going to show up to? Right. Because right? if it's miserable or if it's not sustainable. Right. Then what are we doing here? Yeah. Right? So. And at some point that person has to realize that, you know, I mean, especially it, it's with mind, body and spirit, really. But mm-hmm. when it comes to your body, it's like if you're struggling nine times out of 10, it's not just, Hey, you need to make some changes in your diet. Like you need to make a whole lifestyle change. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the most challenging part of it. It's like. all connected. You're right. You know? And, and so if you're improving all areas, wow. Right. You know, if Absolutely. you're working on them all. Yeah. And a lot of ways that's what it takes, you know, uh, fitness is kind of the gateway drug. Right. Right. Yeah. You can get that honed in and you can be disciplined and committed you can really do some serious self, you know, work. Yeah. You know, mind, body, and and soul, like you said. So, yeah. huh? absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, kind of discussed how you find your passion. Um, I wanted to know. Obviously, you work out a lot. You know, you. you I, I know family is huge for you. What is, what is your go-to for? calmness what is your go-to for happiness and are they different uh so calmness is basically just a quiet place right you know if i if i need to get a moment of just calm and peace i love the water mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm on shore side and i'm just staring over a body of water that is like my place of peace okay and just just yeah right same um so Every year, that's where I try to get to multiple times in the summer, especially here yeah, in Michigan. Absolutely, Lake yeah. Superior is my okay. my number one drug. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Up yeah, there, yeah. Um, but place of peace is when 
you know, I got my headphones on and I'm just in the middle of a workout and everything, all the white noise is gone, right? All the have to's or need to's or stressors of the day are gone. And it's just me and the workout, me and the exercise, me and the weights um, and just being in the zone, yeah. right? And pushing myself to that edge mm-hmm. and challenging myself and just, I, I just, I can't explain it really. Right. You know what I mean? But when I'm in the zone, it's it's to the point where like, my girlfriend won't even really come down and have a conversation because she knows she I'm, knows I'm yeah. in the zone and it's not like a bad place or, right. you know, it's just that like, leave him alone. That's it's his place of it's necessary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's my, my place of, uh, growth, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And therapy, it's almost therapeutic for yeah. me in a lot of ways. So, so yeah, that's, that's it, man. Just anytime I'm in the middle of a workout and, you know, some days aren't as good as others, you know, you can't have, you know, awesome workouts or whatever every day. Right. Right. But there's moments definitely. And it's usually the days that you don't want to show up. Yeah. It's a, it's absolutely the days that are like, ah, oh, you're trying to talk yourself out of it. Oh, mm-hmm. I got this to do. And then you get your butt there and you do the work and you're like, man, I just had the best workout. Yeah. You know, that I've had in a long time. Yep. So, yeah. And I think that's like, I, I, that happens to me. It actually happened to me last week. I did not want to go. I did not want to go. And, um, I got home and I wasn't going to go. And the first thing out of Candace's mouth or mouth was, uh, are you going to the gym tonight? And it's, I didn't even give it a chance. I said, yep. <laughs> didn't even give it a chance. Awesome. And I literally, she was like, well, when I said right now, and I went upstairs, I got dressed and, or changed and grabbed my bag and I just left mm-hmm. and I got done. And I was like, holy shit, because I had just a crap day at work okay. and it was like, I just wanted to come home. I just wanted to chill. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to eat dinner mm-hmm. and relax. I didn't want to do anything else. I was, I was at my wits end. I was mentally exhausted and I went and worked out and I was like, I could go do anything right now. Mm. Literally. Like I have another eight hours in me probably, you know, I don't want to chill. I, you know, so I came home and I started doing stuff around the house and you know, that night of no production and sulking and self-loathing turned into a good night and you know it was it was great absolutely and that's hard for me you know i'll usually like if she's because you know she's not the kind who's gonna say like no you need to go to the gym you know she's (laughs) like okay you know whatever you know she's supportive so Mm -hmm. um you know and i just i didn't even get a chance because if i would have said i don't know i don't know if i want to go so well just you know sit on it and see what you think you know or something like that and um yeah i'm glad i went and that is could not be more true it is for me, when I work out, um, it's usually a task. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't enjoy working out. I've been an athlete my whole life. I play sports, I love playing sports, but when it comes to like exercise mm-hmm. and, uh, lifting weights and whatnot, it's, you know, I'll get into it for a month, two at the most. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a slowly, you know, case of efforts, you know, with everything else in my life, it's, Nope, I'm not doing this. I'm not finishing until this goal is crushed, until I'm it's done. Fitness, I'm like, ha, you know. Yeah, no, I get it. And a lot of you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a lot of people. I'm just weird. I just I just love it, you know. It, that's uh, not weird though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm envious. Uh but you know, it doesn't always require the weights too. And that's what I try to tell people. Like, that's what I coach and mm-hmm. I teach. But for anybody in general, like, are you kayaking? Are you mountain biking? Are you right. just you know, getting after it in some sort of activity. Um, cause that's, that's working out. Yep. I mean, 
not in a traditional view, but you're getting that exercise. You're getting, you know what I mean? Yeah. So finding what you enjoy and applying that more and more is going to help people be successful. And then, you know, the, the weights can get challenging at times, but maybe it's, you know, more endurance training or strength training. I find that uh, a lot of guys in particular that may have been out of the gym for a little bit, you get them doing a little bit more strength training and just kind of the the feel of like moving heavy weights again yeah. and just get some rah, rah, you mm-hmm. know, feeling good about it. Then they see the weights go up a little bit. They start feeling a little better in their body, and that's really encouraging for them. So it might not be the end-all, be-all for them. It might be right. time to transition into some more hypertrophy or different type of endurance training. But but starting off, getting them motivated, I find that that's pretty successful. Yeah. So Yeah, and what you just said, I mean, worked for me. Like, I mean, it, I had to tell myself – I'm one of those guys that I'm not going to be a gym rat. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not. I've I've had the opportunities my whole life, even when I was physically active in sports, in organized sports. Unless it was required, I wasn't at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't. And so now it's like later on in my life, like I, I want to be, I want to be in good shape. I want to be fit. Um, and I want to have longevity and be around and be useful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's like, what, you know, what can I do? Well, you know, I play golf a lot. I, you know, I'll go to the gym. I put, I'll play basketball. I'll go for walks. I'll ride, ride a bike. And then doing that has transited into, I'm going to do this uh, full body workout for a week and see what happens. And now it's like, I'm doing it three times a week. It's been a couple weeks and not to mention, I'm still doing all the other stuff that I was already doing. So it's like kind of been like a snowball effect yes. that's wanted me to get more, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, but it started small, you mm-hmm. know, it started with like, I'm just going to do a lap around, just walk. And then I'm going <laughs> to go shoot some hoops because that's just all I feel like doing right now. But it's small, like, you know, very, very small steps. And within a month, it was, you know, I was, I was at the gym three to five times a week. And not even necessarily working out weightlifting, but doing other stuff. Yeah, being and, active. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, basketball is a great condition, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I played pickleball a couple of times. Okay. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, that is some good cardio. There you go. Um, but yeah, you know, my, my nephew's a wrestler. Um, so I'm always hitting him up like, hey, listen, like, I don't feel like doing anything. He's like, just go, go walk on the treadmill, 12 incline at a three for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and just just do it you know I'm like, yeah right, so yeah I'll do don't, it and feel amazing don't anyone discredit the uh the power of just taking a walk mm-hmm. right and, and even in nature or down the neighborhood and significant other just just getting out there for 20 30 minutes and yeah. taking a nice walk is so good for you so beneficial and uh, i love that you said full body workouts right and how it just kind of slowly snowballed and, and i 100 percent encourage that for most people that are limited with time mm-hmm. um, if they're a couple days a week type person maybe three i would i would suggest you know full body workouts yeah. you know full body splits is the best bang for your buck when you're mm-hmm. cramped with time so yeah i think uh, i think you're doing great there yeah thanks yeah. man yeah, yeah. absolutely like uh um it's 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 been very, very beneficial for just like, like I said, my overall well-being. But um, starting that way for me made that daunting task seem like attainable, you mm-hmm. know. And and it's also an ego thing too, you know. Oh, 100%. It's uh, you know, I was like, well, 
you know, I'm not huge, but I'm a decent sized guy and I'm going to the gym and it's like, that guy's like the same size as me. And he's like putting up 300 on the bench. I don't even want to go over there right now. I'm just going to go, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that does go through my mind. The older I've gotten, it's, you know, hasn't happened as often, but ego and pride are a big role at the gym, you know, and they hinder me from doing a lot of stuff or they have in the past. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> you know, I still, I still battle with it. You know, I've mm-hmm. been in the gym for over 20 years now off and on, you know what I mean? And right. I still got to check myself. So, yeah, but that's huge because if you want to be successful, you got to leave your ego at the door. Oh yeah. You look at big bodybuilders or whatever, and the guys are curling 40 pound dumbbells. Right. Because it's, you know, for them, they know their muscles, they know time under tension mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? They have that mind muscle connection. Um, and it isn't all about lifting the heavy weights and, and there's nothing, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, Right. But when I'm in a gym and I'm looking around and I see people just slung and mm-hmm. heavy weights, just all sorts of wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and for the longest time before I really put myself out there, I was in a local gym and I would, I would see someone typically a little bit younger, you know, mm-hmm. high school or fresh out of high school. And I said, would you mind if I gave you a little advice on mm-hmm. this? And 90% of the time, super receptive. Yeah. And I built a little relationship with someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ego is what's got me injured before, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. not leaving it at the door. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to be able to control the weight and not have it control you. Now, exactly. Of course, you know, powerlifting, different different movements, the the rules, you know, adjust a little bit. But right. uh, for the most most case scenario, yeah, leave the ego at the door. Yeah. And, you know. Or, you know, I'd find myself defeated very fast uh-huh. and would give up. Or uh, two weeks in, I'm like... I think I tore my rotator cuff, you know, and I, now I got to take a month off and ice this thing. Cause yeah. I can't even move it mm-hmm. because I, I went straight into, uh, you know, like I've been doing this for three years yeah. and it's been three days, Cody, you know, just right. <laughs> slow right. it down, dude, slow it down. Oh, man. The importance of mobility. Yeah. Um, stretching and mobility drills as we get older yeah, are super important. And it's something that I neglected for a long part of my journey. Yeah. Um, and I've taken extra time with learning, yep. You know how to protect yeah. the joints, yep. right, and yep. and build longevity with them for long term health, and and so yeah, absolutely yeah, I st- necessary. I started doing this like a five five to ten minute stretch routine mm-hmm. every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having tons of problems with my back, and I mean, just I was getting MRIs and X rays. Nobody could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody could tell me what was wrong. Um, you know, and I sit at a desk all day. Monday through Friday and you know it's six monitors I'm by the end of the day I'm hunched over mm-hmm. I, my posture's terrible and then it's like I'm gonna go play golf or I'm gonna go do this or I'm gonna go to the gym and it's like I was never stretching uh-huh. I, my diet was not the greatest and um I'm, I, I couldn't figure it out like, what was wrong with me I'm 35 36 37 years old and I'm walking around like I have you know my spine is caving in mm. and went through all these doctor appointments and everything and they're like it's not skeletal there's nothing wrong with your bones everything looks good um so then i said you know what i started doing yoga with candace Mm -hmm. and started just doing a couple stretching techniques hit the chiropractor for like two months straight like once a week and then started getting massages for a week and within six months it's like oh i can move you know Mm -hmm. it's like oh i was just it was just because i wasn't doing anything at all you know yeah yeah (laughs) and that's great i mean self-care is huge yeah right especially 
you know, when I'm, I, I work out five days a week, that's, that's my, yeah. my typical regiment, awesome. right? So here I am stressing and beating the body a little bit, you know, but do we make time to stretch and, and, right. and get the massages? And yeah. so that's super important. And, um, I'm curious. We'll have to we'll have to do something after this to see because um, I've been working on the rounded shoulder stuff, right? Yeah. And that's a lot to do with the thoracic and the chest dominating, pulling the shoulders forward. And there's mm-hmm. a way to gauge and test that. It's simple. So we'll have to run through that after this and yeah. see if we we notice anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Um. So we talked about the fitness. We talked about nutrition and everything. Um. One thing I know without a doubt, and something I've always uh, admired with you about you is uh your passion for fatherhood and family and just your you know you're a girl dad like i am Mm -hmm. and um i know they mean the world to you just tell me a little bit about that and why you are so passionate about it great question um yeah i don't know it just it changed my world Mm -hmm. you know having having kids and having my first daughter you know it's actually my daughter's birthday right now she's 21 she's really? in germany happy she's birthday married to a soldier awesome um, tatiana so happy birthday tatiana happy birthday um and then tanya taylor and tabitha all t's and uh yeah Ta- tanya's uh, 16 and and taylor she's about to be 10 this year and then uh, tabitha is two days from now so monday um, she, she turned seven, so we got her Nintendo switch. Wow. So oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just a game changer, man. And, and just having someone that looks up to you and the whole daddy girl effect. Um, it just, it taught me compassion and like softness, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've grown up, um, just in my background and through the military, um, to be kind of this hard ass, mm-hmm. right. And this, you know, you have to keep it tough right Right. but they really uh they really showed me how to be soft in all the important ways too Mm -hmm. right um and just their their constant dependent nature that they need and then just i don't know it just it it changed everything about yeah the way that i operate in life you know the dynamic and uh there's nothing more special than just hearing that little you know daddy from the back seat or whatever you know so yeah just absolutely love my time and just hope to uh to just leave positive, positive impressions along their life so that they can do the same as, as they grow into adulthood and, and share an experience like that, you know, so. Are, um, are they all in different parts of the country or all over the world or are they, some of them with you and some of them gone or how, how is No, so Tatiana, yeah, she's married, uh, married a soldier. He's stationed in Germany right now. Okay. And then, um, Tanya, Tabitha and Taylor, uh, they're in Tennessee. So that's okay. where... My last duty station was okay. was Fort Campbell, Kentucky. It's you know yep. it's a little bit of both yep. for those that know. So they still reside there with their mom. Okay. Um, so we'll be seeing them here this summer. Okay. Cool. We'll be up for the month. So nice. You'll be seeing lots you get of for a whole month during yeah, the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's about five weeks. So you'll be seeing lots of uh, fun photos of us at nice. one of the Great Lakes. It's right. It's our thing every <clears throat> year. Get the paddleboard out there and good. do some camping and exploring. So. Good, good, good. And then you, you have step or your girlfriend have children too? Yeah, she's okay. got a son, Braxton. He's okay. seven. He's about to be eight. He's a little athlete. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask him or, or beg him. He's right. just, just natural, just a natural athlete, man. We just had a soccer game this morning. Are you and coaching? It, um, this year I, I stepped back, so okay. I helped out a little bit last year and the year before that. Uh, I was assistant coach, and you know, I just 
it's it's just one of those things that come natural for me, and I love the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I spent a little bit more time with him okay. this year as the focal point, and he's just advanced. He has jumped from like freshman year to sophomore year. You Good. Know, year one, year two. It's just nice. like what it's school? Amazing. Flushing. Yeah, okay. he goes to the Flushing Elementary School there. So, but uh, trying to get him in some other things. We were out there because I play softball on Sundays, coach okay. softball. Okay. And so we had him on the field Man. practicing and. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of balls that were hit eh, a little harder than you'd like. Right. My kid just put a glove on it. No nice. problem. You know, so I'm like, yeah, you ever thought about baseball? Right. <laughs> what, uh, yeah, you know, so. what did you play as a kid or uh, growing up? Whew, I wrestled basketball, soccer, both uh, indoor, outdoor, played a little bit of football, track. Um, yeah, I mean, I would literally leave soccer practice, jump in my dad's car, take off the shin guards, be putting on the cup and the different yep. cleats to yep. go to baseball practice. You know what I mean? And so it was just all in, all in, you know. Did you do it like through high school and everything or? Uh, up to about my sophomore year. And then, you know, I just I started kind of falling off the uh, right. <laughs> athletic right. trail and, and started doing other things, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do, um, do your kids, your daughters, um, do, do they have like any sort of uh, passion for fitness or anything as well or no? Yeah, uh, Tanya, every time she comes up, she's always she's always in there working and, and throwing weights around. That's cool. You know, she's done some yoga with me in the past. Okay. Um, they don't really get that opportunity too much um, in their, you know, where they're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're with me, we're always we're always active and, and getting down there and teaching them little tidbits and things they can do. Good. So, yeah. Good, good, good. Um so you kind of touched on it a little bit, like, I mean, you haven't really said a whole lot, uh, but I know you went down some paths in life that you, um, you know, ultimately if you had to do it over again, you probably wouldn't. Um, but you know, you share what you want to share, obviously, but, uh, just, I know you faced a lot of adversity in your life. Um, if you care to share some of that adversity, feel free. If not, that's fine too. But what do you do and how do you overcome that adversity when you face it? Man, that's, uh, that's tough right there. So I think, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of challenging times. Um, some of them self-inflicted, mm-hmm. some of them just really unfortunate. And, uh, I try to always look at a situation and 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 pull from it what i can gain as a lesson or a blessing so as i spent a lot of my time trying to share like oh here's my pain or like you know what i mean like what was me in essence and then i started to realize that going through that allows me to help someone else right what i've learned and what i've overcome helps me to connect and share common grounds and maybe help someone else through their pain point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I lost my mother at three years old, right? So that was a, a huge one growing up through school. Yeah. Right. And it just seemed like those type of blows just kept piling up. I mean, there was a point and this, again, this isn't a like, what was me moment, right. but just, uh, you know, I, you know, when I was in the military, I had a, a neighbor, uh, um, their daughter, uh, hung herself and I was a first responder at 12 years old and come to find out her mom was in jail during the time and I, and I only knew about it because you know I was out front 
and um, well, my door was open, and I think I was getting ready to lock up the house, and it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I see these two little girls running, banging on the neighbor's door, looking all frantic, and one thing leads to another. Their mom's not there. I go over there and assist and, and come to find out that just happened. So, you know, just try to help through that situation. And but you were how old? Me? Yeah. It was when I was in the military. Oh, when you, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I thought you said but you were 12. No, no, no. The okay. uh, the girl was 12 years oh, old. Oh, jeez. And I had damn near a 12-year-old in the house of my own, right? Right. So it just hit real close. Yeah. Home. Um, so just these little things that, you know, through life that, you know, the, the loss of a, of a child and, and all these stuff that, like, I went through and it's it's like it could absolutely just crush me and, and consume me mm-hmm. and, and steer the course of my life. Or I can choose to find, you know, something to take from it and convert it into something better, not just for myself, but for others. And how does that look? Where is it? So very spiritual person, mm-hmm. right? So talking and having a relationship with God, mm-hmm. having strong community. Um, I don't have a big circle of friends anymore, but I have a tight one. Mm-hmm. Um, and family, you know, my father is um, someone that I can absolutely pick up the phone, no matter what hour of the day or night it is, mm-hmm. and say, hey, I need, I need to talk. Right. Right. Good. Um, so having that, having someone in your corner um that's there for you that you can just be vulnerable mm-hmm. right because that's important is to be vulnerable um and be honest and to not bag it up I, I spent a lot of time especially coming out of the military and the things that i dealt with there with you know getting through a deployment seeing some stuff that i you know don't wish people to see right um and having friends come back and 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 suicide you know after surviving a deployment it just doesn't make sense no. but it happens so if you take these problems or these issues and you, you know, I used to relate it to like putting them in a jar and putting them in your basement or putting them in a shelf, but in yourself, mm-hmm. eventually there's no more room for jars yep. and the little bit, little triggers will cause you to explode. So you have to start dealing with these things, right? Cause emotion, the Latin term is energy and motion. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we store those emotions and don't let them go through us, then we start harboring real deeper line issues. Um, and I think one of the, I'm trying to remember the reference, but it's said that, uh, you know, a feeling beyond 90 seconds is a choice. Yep. <clears throat> and I like that. And sometimes it's okay. It's okay to be sad or angry yeah. beyond that. But when you really put that in perspective and really sit and think and digest that, like, am I choosing this for myself right now? Or is this how I really feel? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I know that's a lot to the to the question you asked, but no, I think I, uh, that's what I was hoping you would share some of that yeah. because uh, you know that that that's like I said the the whole not the whole concept of the show is but a lot of the show is just to you know this is what I'm doing now mm-hmm. this is kind of what guided me mm-hmm. to that and uh, it's important you know I'm I'm open with what has happened to me in my life and I feel like when I wasn't open about that, um, I was hurting bad. It's hurting really bad. And I told, I, I, I would like to say I wasn't, and I would tell everyone I was okay and, you know, it couldn't be better, but I wasn't, I was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on the inside. I was just slowly dying basically. Yeah. And it was just, you know, ready to explode. So, um, that, you know, that's huge. And I think with, what you said about like, you know, taking these 
the experiences that have happened to you, finding some sort of positive out of it, finding some sort of, instead of why did this happen to me in a victim mindset? Why did this happen to me in a, where are we going now mindset? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, you know, what I think we have to do because for me, it's very easy to fall into that victim role because, you know, so many things have happened to me. Like you said, a lot of them have been self-inflicted by all means. I'm not saying I'm this mm-hmm. poor guy that I've, you know, <laughs> just been shit on my yeah. whole life, but <laughs> right, you right. know, it's, you know, people make these choices for themselves and, you know, statistics show that 95% or more of the people that make those choices don't come back from those choices. So, um, you know, it's, it's powerful. And now that we have gone through these things and we've made it through the other side and we're still here, is it, you know, it's, I guess it's not mandatory and it's not expected of you, but wouldn't it be a waste to not share some of your knowledge in yeah. something yeah. with someone else that could possibly be going through the same thing? Absolutely. You know? So yeah. that's, that's huge, man. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that's, that's what I wanted to do too. You yeah. Know, it's exactly what I wanted to do. It's just like this knowledge has to go somewhere and that's not, I'm not an expert, but it's like, holy shit, I've been through some stuff. Like, let mm-hmm. me try to help you, yeah. you know, in any way possible. Yeah. And if it doesn't yeah. help you call that one. <laughs> no, 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 but there's, yeah, there's resources everywhere. And it's, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, I might not have the answer, but I know someone that does. Exactly. You know, yeah. let me, let me help you out and build a strong community. So. Exactly. It was yeah. a network of just good, positive people mm-hmm. doing some good things. Um, uh, so I wanted to ask you is something I ask everybody a um, uh, couple different ways I guess you've kind of touched on it um, here and there but just very specifically what have you learned most about yourself throughout your adventures I would say that Uh, the body's willing, the mind's weak. Yeah. You know, this how much you are able to overcome. And, you know, for lack of better words, is how much of a badass you can be. Yeah. And that you are. Um, and I mean that sincerely, um, without the ego attached, because there's really not a lot that you can't do mm-hmm. if you put your mind to it and you really get disciplined and you buckle down and get after it. If you make your mind up on something, there's there's really the only thing getting in your way is yourself, yeah. you know? And there's been a lot of times and a lot of ways where everything was stacked up against me, but my sheer bullheadedness and determination got me there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so I think that through time and practice and failure, failure is the most important ingredient there because I learn I learned so much about myself and what I do from that really determines how I move next mm-hmm. or how I perform next. Um, so I think just just knowing the capability and, and in a lot of ways it was small doses. Um, I remember being in the military running we, we had these big long runs um, at a certain point in my military career, if you will, that we were trying to turn into mini marathon runners for whatever reason. I wasn't in charge. I was just along for the ride. Right. But uh, I think we were doing like a 15-mile run as like a whole company. And we were working up. It was started off with like a 6, a 9, a 12. And I think we were up to like the 
mile mark at this at this run. It was scheduled every month or two. We were adding three miles, and you know, it wasn't unusual to come in on a Monday and run six to seven miles. Mm-hmm. And it was called the detox Mondays. You know, right. for all the soldiers that went and partied, know, partied and, yeah. over the weekend and stuff. So. Um, you know, running was no stranger to any of us, but this was starting to get a little, little crazy. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and I just remember like thinking, there's no way I'm going to not fall out of this run Mm -hmm. by meaning like, you know, leaving the pack of the formation, right. I'm not going to make it. And I just got out of my mind into my body and then just the energy and just, man, it was like, by the end of it, we went halfway up this hill this long stretch of a hill to the finish line. And mm-hmm. here we are like, we're almost there. You can see the crest of it. And then our leadership that was up front turned around and starts going back down. Oh, no. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> they were going to pick up all the fallouts, the people that oh, fell. Oh, yeah. So we circled back. We picked them up. And here I am the second time up this hill. And I'm literally pushing someone in the back, just holding them up, encouraging, not in like a, hey, right. you suck. It's like, come on, you got this. Let's right. go. Come on. Just, you know, we're almost there. Um, but here, you know, a couple of miles ago, I, I thought I didn't have a shot. And now mm-hmm. I'm pushing someone up a hill, right. encouraging them to get out of their mind because the body's willing. Yeah. You know, you're a badass. You got to believe it. So. And it's like the energy of everyone yeah. around and stuff, yeah. too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome. Um, I have I've talked about golf so much on this show. I'm, I'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing about it. But I just had to share something real quick. Yeah. When you were talking about like that mindset of, you know, you got out of your mind and into your body and just kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when I golf, I, I, you know, it's obviously it's all, you, you keep your score. I've been trying to get under 80 for the past two years now and I've got 280. And then the next time I got 99 and then 95 and then I'd get 82 and I'd be like, you know, and then 90 and then, and it was just, I just could not figure it out. And I still haven't, still have not broke it, but I know now I have like worked so much on my mental game that it's like, what is, what is holding me back from obtaining this score is just that simple fact. It's my mind. You know, I get to the point where I start knowing I'm close and Mm. it's just like, I can see the finish line and it's like, Oh my God, you know, I just got to, you know, par par and I could even bogey the last hole if I want. And then as soon as I say that it's bogey, bogey, triple bogey, you know, every single time, because it's just, my mind is just, it's, I threw it away. As soon as I start thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I start thinking about the finish line before I'm even there. And now my mind like my mind has left me, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you, you, you do want to be able to get to the point where you're free, you know, you're just going up there and swinging freely, but you still have to be mindful and be in the moment. And when I get in that mindset, it's like, I'm on autopilot and I'm just thinking about that number mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it, it's this battle. And, but that, that just made me think about it. Cause it's like, it's so much of this endurance and, you know, anything that you're trying to do in life, period, pretty much. It's, uh, you know, yeah, you don't have to become your thought. No. But, you know, you can sit with it for a second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let it be. Go back to focus what you're doing or just let it all go and let your body take over, like you said, you know, and just right. really, really be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And it's it's amazing how much 
we you know our our thoughts create our reality yes it's it's when you really step back and and soak that in you're like oh wow and i'll tell my my kids this a lot and that's like i could wake up in the morning i get up early and sometimes i'm rushing out the door you know i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not always like waking up smiling and you know i'm like oh crap i gotta get going i gotta you know so maybe i spill coffee all over me you know now i'm pissed off and now I got to do this and do that. Now I jump in my car and now it's every rights, every light's red. Or mm-hmm. why is this person going so slow? Or And all I'm doing is seeking validation for how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm hanging on to that feeling because 90, 90 seconds is all it took to get rid of it. Yep. Or I could just say, you know what? Not a big deal. I'll get another cup, clean it up, change clothes. And out the door I go. And now it's, oh, you know, a whole different perspective. Yeah. I'm not seeking this validation to justify my feelings anymore. Right. It's a lot better than poor yeah. Alan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so our thoughts definitely create our reality in so many ways that, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I've, I've found myself victim of that. Like I'll walk into work and explain all these things that have happened to me and like how bad my morning is so far. And it's like, hey, nobody gives a shit. You know, like none of <laughs> right. these people care, you right. know, because if someone came in and said that to me, it was like, so, yeah, you know, guess who cares? You know, it happens yeah. to all of us. And, but yeah, it's just like, you know, I've never really thought about, we just want validation. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just thought it was me being a baby and I need to change the way I think immediately because yeah. it's not working out <laughs> and nobody gives a shit. So. Right, right. Um, so I'm, I've been saying, asking this to, uh, or saying this to guests lately, and it's kind of cool. I just like to see what everyone's different answers are. But um, I'm going to leave you with this, and then we're out of here, man. Um, if you had a chance to give advice to your younger self, what would it be and why? Advice to my younger self. That's uh that's a great question to put someone on the spot with. <laughs> uh, I think that it's what I tell my, my kids all the time. And, and, you know, they change ages every year. So, for instance, if you're 12, just be 12. Mm-hmm. Be where you are. Be present with what you are and enjoy it. Celebrate it. Make the most of it. In some ways, I didn't do that in the military. Right? I, I didn't. I didn't um, enjoy the moment as much as I think that I should have. I was always focused further out. And I definitely didn't do it in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of kids probably don't. No. When they're 12, they want to be 16. When they're 16, they want to be 18. When you're 18, you want to be 21, so on and so forth. You're always stacking yourself up against others. And, and so that's where I think we fall short. If we just focus more on who we are, where we are, and invest in ourselves and and so yeah, just be where you are and be content with it and, and focus on impressing yourself, not mm-hmm. others, you know. Um, I think that would translate in a lot of wins and yeah, less uh less pain points. Absolutely, yeah. dude. I, I like that a lot. I tell I tell my kids that same thing too, because uh it's usually around the adolescent years, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like uh and you know, if they have over, older siblings obviously and the 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 eight-year-old wants to be the 12-year-old oh, the 12-year-old yeah. wants to be yeah. the 16-year-old and so on and so forth and then it's just like hey what's going on what are you so upset about well blah, blah, blah. So, you know go run through a sprinkler you're eight years old you know what i mean like why why are we talking about this right now this should not be a concern <laughs> right. in your life yes you don't even know what that means yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like and and they you know they get hung up on it but i was the exact same way like i i wanted to be a kid until it was like 
wait, what is that? You know, like mm-hmm. I started understanding things more and then it was like, I didn't, you know, I don't want to be a kid. I want to be an adult and mm-hmm. I want to do this and that and that. And then, you know, it's just a series of letdowns mm-hmm. after that. It is, you know, it's a series of letdowns and you need somebody to tell you like, Hey, enjoy this, embrace where you're at right now, because yeah. there's gonna be a time where you're me and you're gonna be like, God, I wish I was six years old right now. <laughs> yes. No, my, my girlfriend's son, Braxton, I just name dropped you Braxton. So, um, <laughs> he said something to me the other day when we were driving, I was like, my goodness, you got to figure it out. Good. He goes, you know, all kids want to be grownups and all grownups want to be kids. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's it. How can All, we find a balance? Yeah, grownups want to go back to you know being kids and yeah, you know. But yeah, that was great. That was great. So, yeah, and that, and then you get the different ages, and right? Kids, and it's like, well, why do they get to do this? Yeah. Or why do they get to do exactly? This? It's like, well, yeah. trying to justify and explain that to them when yep. you're this age, and and then their friends, yeah, you know, like, well, her friend showed you know, me, you know, you know like, know. whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? yep. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, uh, so real quick, social media, mm-hmm. where can we find you and how can we find you? Um, so Facebook and Instagram, Alan underscore Brill. That's got all of uh, the content you could ever uh, need or desire right okay. there. You know, link tree and landing page. If you're wanting to look for more information and get signed up, um, you know, I'm on Facebook, Alan Brill Saratsky. Um, easy find if you can spell it. Uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try right now. I'm gonna put myself on the spot. That's B R Y L S Y R A D Z K I. You got it all except for the Y is an I. Oh, what is it? S I E. S I E. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, you did okay. great. All right. You did great. Yeah. Well, go follow this guy. Um, not only just great uh, content as far as fitness goes and nutrition goes, but you know, get it peek into his family life, his personal life, and just see everything he is passionate about and all the good things he is doing. Um, And I want to thank you. If you have not yet subscribed to my YouTube channel or my uh, podcast, please do so now. Um, On it's uh, God, I can't even think of the name now. Spotify, um, as well as Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at process underscore 34 and Facebook at process 34. Um, Please like this video, subscribe to them all, subscribe to my buddy here, follow him, and uh, tell all your friends and share it, please, please. And without further ado, I beg of you to just please maintain positivity and hope. And if things are bad right now, they will get better. I can promise you. And so can Alan. So have a good one, folks.